Hey everybody, welcome to our InfernoCast 007. This is where we are going to be discussing not James Bond or the James Bond franchise or GoldenEye. No, <laughs> we are going to be getting those plastic instruments out and discuss rock band and guitar hero. And I, of course, am Inferno Fox. I have I am the owner of this YouTube site, and you can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And want to go ahead and run through our esteemed cast. We have joining us here, we have Simbu Darkfang. He is our level five grandpa and uh, an actor for Basement of the Dead in Aurora, Illinois. That again is Basement of the Dead, Aurora, Illinois. Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here on a Tuesday evening. Wait. Exactly. Maybe a day off, but that's all right. Not a dollar short. We also have Storm Rose Sky. She has the Twitch and YouTube channels of Storm Rose Sky. Storm, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here to talk about uh, these games. So, hey. yeah, so am I. We got a lot of history with, with these particular entries. Yes. Also uh, featured with us is Astromedes. Astromedes is, of course, the a lead developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Astromedes, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Inferno Fox. And finally, we have Jamie Owls87. She, of course, is my partner in crime. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Howdy. Thanks for having me. And I want to go ahead and before we get into the, the core topic, I want to go ahead and ask a preliminary question. This is a fun one. Who or what is your favorite video game character of all time? Who or what is your favorite video game character of all time? Storm, I am putting you on notice. Who who is it? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. favorite video game character of all time. You know, Pac-Man. I love the cartoon as a kid. You know, yeah, he's just Pac-Man is awesome, and yeah. I'd go to Pac-Man. That's a good choice. Classic choice. Yes. I wish I had something else, but, you know, a close second just because he's really cute as Yoshi, but yeah, Pac-Man. There you go. That's a, it's a shame no one else here uh, in, in the chat likes Yoshi at all. Jamie Owls, who is your <laughs> favorite video game character? Well, you just, you just Yoshi, so... <laughs> I, for me, it, it is Yoshi. <laughs> um, I've always liked him since I was a kid. I would argue people if we're playing and someone selects Yoshi on me first, mm -mm. not gonna let them have it. <laughs> I think that's yeah. that's probably part of the reason why they have so many different color Yoshi's available in Mario Kart. Yes. So that ever everybody could be Yoshi if they want to be. Very true. And I always stick with the green color because, you know, when you think of Yoshi, you, you know, think of green. <laughs> <laughs> and Astromedes, who is your favorite video game character of all time? Um, I would say maybe kind of a uh, nostalgic little kid me would say maybe like the Link from the first Legend of Zelda, just like that little 
fantasy guy <laughs> imagining like you know the like we talked about before kind of sense of wonder of that game and then i don't know there another sort of answer could be maybe uh i didn't play a lot of them but i was briefly amused by like the katamari games and what was the king of the universe or whatever just <laughs> in terms of uh entertaining strangeness <laughs> as a character it's funny too. I know that's that's kind of one of Jace, Jason Thirteenth's like favorite like secondary series. He he likes the Katamari games, and they're they're just kind of strange. So it kind of fits that overall strangeness that's right up Jason Thirteenth's alley. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, Simbu, who who or what is your favorite video game character of all time? Good lord. Um... You know what? my choice is actually not going to go with the classics um because of my line of performance i always appreciate the very sarcastic the very quick-witted um fly by the seat of your pants kind of characters uh so obviously you know deadpool from the deadpool game is is a great example but i've got to go with tiny tina from borderlands Ooh, that's a that's a good choice and her character was only made even better by her uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands when she voices the grand wizard, like, you know, Astaroth kind of character. It's just so much, just the dialogue is so much fun. Um, so I, I got to give Tiny Tina that nod. Dang, nice. That's a, that is a good choice. Wow. I, I, uh, all great choices of course but man I, I i like that um mine i think probably favorite character of all time is probably Locke from final fantasy 6 favorite nintendo character is probably luigi um second favorite final fantasy would probably be cloud mine are pretty admittedly they're boring i i, I just i feel like uh what y'all have are, are really good fun choices it's good. Good discussion. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, all righty, cool. Go ahead and move on to today's topic, which of course is Guitar Hero and Rock Band. And Simbu, I know you 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 and I have quite a bit of experience with this. And Storm. Oh know... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we, we we all have a lot of experience playing these games together in in a, in a lot of different ways and forms. Astromedes, I know um, you, you and I have done Guitar Hero maybe a little bit, or you have at least watched me do that. I, I, I think we did a trip over to uh, one of our friends, uh, Billy Madison's. Uh, I brought that over. We had a good time. So that's that's a lot of fun. Um, just, just really curious. Those are kind of my, my experiences with you guys. What about you guys? What games did you end up playing in the series here am i between like the rock band games and the, the guitar hero games i just have ample two because i can't find my guitar hero one and two i don't, I don't know where, where it's at but uh what games did you guys play with that use the good old plastic guitars and drums i uh the first one i owned was rock band three i had played rock band maybe once or twice randomly with people as a lot of people's experience at the time was uh <laughs> and uh then 
uh, ended up actually buying that one. I like the soundtrack a lot. Uh, never owned any of them other than that. I played Rock Band on and off with a few people for a few months. Um, I I liked Rock Band. Uh, I feel like Rock Band was kind of a knowing now like the history of the games, the fact that you know Rock Band was literally the same developers that made guitar hero and kind of just iterated on what the formula was to make what i think kind of almost feels like a more sort of complete game uh like they're kind of like being on tour thing and rock band was pretty good and everything but uh yeah guitar hero 3 is the one i'm most familiar with specifically in the series That's the cool. series is, is um what was since uh, Rock Band 3 had five different instruments, which one did you end up playing the most? I did uh, I did drums and vocals, but I thought like the vocals, I just always felt like I was cheating because it never sounded like singing. It sounded like talking into the microphone in the right way to <laughs> mm-hmm. make the bar do the right thing. And like Inferno it's one of the Fox. <laughs> I'm I'm terrible at singing, but I wish I could. I like to sing to myself and only myself and sometimes my wife in the car, and that's it. Because <laughs> I'm not good at it, but I enjoy it. So like I do, I did notice. I feel like maybe I felt like if I was alone with the game and I really did pay attention, not that it was perfect by any means, but it does give you this kind of like biofeedback sort of thing where you can at least get the idea of like, this is what raising my voice uh, pitch feels like. This is what lowering it feels like with the things I'm doing with my throat with someone with no training and no interest in doing it like that, but could use a video game to be convinced to gain skill. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's really, there's tons of stories about people, you know, learning guitar and even, you know, drums from rock band, whatever, after getting interested from the games, I would be willing to bet it's a lot less people that did that with singing, maybe because it's almost like, uh, I don't know, to me, somehow it feels a bit different. And it's funny too, with singing, because I feel like that's the easiest, the most approachable one to do. You don't have to buy an instrument. You are your, your instrument. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the drums were fun. And I think the drums were pretty slick because it's obvious, you know, so obvious that it corresponds exactly to what you're doing. Seems pretty easy even to like make that match closer and closer to like the real instrument. I thought the drums were fun. Um, Drums is also something I wish I was good at from uh, interest in guys like Ginger Baker and stuff. Oh, man. Storm, uh, if I remember right, you guys had uh, the Rock Band series on your 360, right? Yes. And in fact, um, that was the only reason we got the 360. Really? Rock Band, yeah. Because um, we had first moved to Southern Illinois. Our friend Joe and his wife Colleen had it. And we kept going to their house that was like 30 minutes away from Carbondale to Anna just to play rock band so we eventually got the 360 so we could play um but we had the rock band ended up getting the whole series on a couple of guitar heroes i had the guitar hero world tour that had um slash in it and of course with rock band spent quite a bit um downloading music and whatever songs to it so 
it was fun. Um, I do miss that game. And we did play a lot of Amplitude and Frequency back when we had to play the uh, PlayStation 1 back in the day before we sold it. So, um, other than that, Rock Band, I had a friend of ours who had his band back in the day was Spiral Trance from Milwaukee. Uh, they had a song on Rock Band that we were able to download and play. And yeah, that was pretty cool. They, they had this, um, the, the, it was the 360 specifically that had this like uh, intrepid mode or endeavor mode or something that actually had a lot of uh, music or allowed, not not up and, up and starting artists, but like artists kind of breaking out into the scene, get their music converted and, and allow it to be downloadable to, to the 360. I, I'm trying to think, think of the phrase of it because we had rock band uh, on our PS3 and their version of that endeavor mode or whatever, whatever it was called was like maybe 5% of what was available on the 360. It was really crappy, but um, yeah, it was, I I remember when we uh, went down to visit you guys in Carbondale uh, playing, like it was really, I think rock band two is what we ended up playing with a lot of the DLC. And I got, it was really, that that got me into poets of the fall and a lot yes. of their music yes they were not available on the ps3 version but they were on the 360 yep and that was fun um i love poets of the fall and they're in you know they're big in finland but they're you know indie big i guess here they're a in, good band yes they're fabulous so mm-hmm. in fact one of my uh tattoos is inspired by them so it was cool to be able to play along with those songs. And yeah. of course, that's a great way for you guys to, you know, again, that's a nice introduction to music. So that was exciting. That is another platform for these indie artists. I'm using, um, you know, air quotes because poets, I feel, are a little bit bigger, but not to American audiences, unfortunately, which mm-hmm. that's a whole different other topic in and a whole different podcast about how crazy <laughs> the music industry is. So. But it was, it's cool that you learned about them from that game. And, you know, so that and, is and, fun. And it's funny because it makes me think of like, okay, how Metallica, Master Puppets blew up last year because of Stranger Things season four. Uh, that The unfocused energy of that really was the rock band and Guitar Hero series and, and how it really brought in a lot of that energy for some of the older music to this this newer generation being able to not just listen to it but really experience it literally firsthand with all all of the instruments and and everything um before i go down that hole um i want to ask simbu of course because simbu uh he was my like if i was attached to the guitar he was my lead vocalist and we often had whenever we had uh, rock band nights he was often there and leading the charge uh on the on the mic simbu did you end up playing uh any of these games not with myself um was there any that that kind of caught your eye beyond playing like rock band one through three with us yeah uh my first experience with the with that was actually guitar hero 2 um so i had the guitar hero 2 for the 360 um you know, I I played through three. I, you know, a girl I was dating at the time, uh, she had world tour. So 
you know, we kind of, you know, kind of dabbled a lot. You know, I, I kind of dabbled a lot playing on my own um, as well because it was it was fun. It was something different. And of course, my buddies, you know, through fire and flame was always uh, a hot point of contention who could get the higher score because to hell with that song. <laughs> oh, God, that song. Uh, and only that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I again, um, I mean, we I'm sure we'll speak about uh, eff- efficiency and effectiveness of, of the instruments and stuff uh, a little later on in the cast. Uh, so I won't go into that now. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, like I said, I really did enjoy rock band. Uh, I didn't, you know, I did enjoy doing vocals and things like that. Um, and it was always a lot of fun, at the, especially at you got at uh, Inferno Fox, your your big blowout parties and stuff. Yeah, because we would. I, I remember Rock Band Three having the most amount of options where you could have the five instruments at once, and then the microphone. You could have three vocalists at once, and so of course that means you end up having like seven people uh, playing at the same time. And it really makes like the the lane for doing the drums and the the key, especially the keyboard. God, that was a nightmare to <laughs> to be able to see where the heck you needed to play uh when it was like so like this part of your screen is all that you can see the the freaking keys on the guitar was bad enough but man um and jamie owls i I know that you had uh played rock band three with me Mm -hmm. a little bit did you ever play the rock band or guitar hero series on your own so i never owned the games but I knew people who had Guitar Hero and my friend Laura had Rock Band. The first instrument game I played was Guitar Hero. Um, I played a lot more of the Rock Band and it was my friend Laura who I know the first person who owned it. So when she invited me over the one day, I sat with her and played a few songs. Um, I first tried out the drums because with um, Guitar Hero, I knew how to use the guitar for the game. But with uh, the drums, I've noticed, I find that instrument to be, in my opinion, the hardest to play. Because I don't know if it's because with my dyslexia, trying to figure out right and left and trying to watch the screen at the same time so I found the drums to be more challenging um but yeah with you Inferno Fox I played a few songs when you had um more people over and we had a party and um but yeah um I played more rock band and I enjoyed rock band more because you have different options of what instruments you want to play or sing that's cool yeah and I, I, as uh, Astromedes had mentioned, it really started out developer-wise. These these games, of course, are made by Harmonix, and they they solely make this music genre. And they started off with Guitar Hero, and all of the songs on Guitar Hero, I think there was only like 30 or something, relatively small amount. They were all covers, not actually done by the, the bands themselves. So mm-hmm. when when I really got into the music of it and I, you know, I take the time to find and download the, the songs. I'm like, why does this sound a little off? Why does this sound? (laughs) Oh, that's because the whole time I was playing the the little guitar, 
it was that wasn't the real version of the song it was just like the the, the cover so i wasn't used to it as much and then i i think it's our hero too that it, i think they actually had the real versions of it and that from from then yeah. on yeah I, I think it was a mix though, wasn't it? Two and maybe even three still has like some covers, but I mean the amount probably goes like this throughout uh, of mm-hmm. covers versus uh, you know the originals or whatever. Yeah, and I remember in Rock Band from Rock Band one and up, uh, there was a way they designated the ones that are covers, and so it, 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 oh, that's what it is. It says uh, "made famous by." So if it's ah, I remember the, that phrase now. Yeah, yeah. So like it'd be. Uh, exactly so it was something where in rock band one i think there was only one song that was like that and and it was interesting too because there were this was an opportunity for harmonics to kind of throw some of their own music on like guitar hero and especially on rock band and simbu if you remember uh some of the pain with doing the endless set list there was a, a couple of the songs that you know they just they made themselves like there's this one where it's like screamo metal and there's like no, I forget what the name of it is, but um, Are you talk trying to say think of Painkiller by Jesus no, Priest. I'm not. It, it's, <laughs> so that's that's how the endless setlist ends. Uh, it's the it's the third to last one. Um, I, I don't know. I don't remember the the name of it, but man, that was a uh, nightmare. We'll just say. Um, so. I, I thought it was a really cool opportunity for, for them to kind of flex their music skills, but not for us to have to play them. But um, so simple, you had mentioned about the efficiency and effectiveness of the uh, instruments. Um, would you be able to elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, and Inferno Fox, uh, Jamie Owls, of course, I believe Jamie Owls, um, you were there for some of it, some of my career with rock band. Um, again, as I, as I, as we, you know, we, we all have come to know, know that, uh, I, I am in a performance based industry. Um, and growing up having, you know, heard a lot of the songs, loved a lot of these songs, you know, showmanship you know, is is second becomes second nature to me when I'm playing stuff like this. Um, so the issue that the biggest issue I found was trying to perform the songs the way that you heard them. For example, down with the sickness, Dave, David Draymond's famous growls, you know, while he's saying the that raspy, growly, you know, Chicago, you know, type voice when he's when he's singing the song. You can't do that on rock band. Because it's if you not going to register, right? It does not register the pitch. My pitch could be perfect, but throw in the, the, the Draymond growl, I, my line bottoms out, or it just doesn't register my, my vocals, which, you know, unfortunately led to, you know, it's eventually kind of like, eh, eh. You know, because especially when you're playing that endless set list, that 83 something freaking songs um, it, to, you know, and Inferno Fox, to your credit, I don't know how in God's name you've managed to do it. So, you know, with your poise and monotone uh, vocals, uh, very unanimated self, you know, I just 
I got I got to give it to you on that. I could never, I could never do it. The endless set list honestly felt like a drag to me because again, I can't perform. There's not a lot to, you know, help me yeah. keep my energy up. It, it would almost be better if it was like a camera and mic and it did something where it's like, Oh, you're like throwing a limb energetically in time with this here. <laughs> like we're going to give like you a bump dance, in your performance, whatever, dance, like, whatever. Games, yeah. Like, I, but I, yeah, what you're saying makes perfect sense. And like, you're certainly right about like the limitations of like the mic, you know, uh, to stick to the hardware topic. Like now that you mentioned, I do remember seeing other people and sometimes encountering myself like it being off the register like in one direction or the other it seemed like to where you weren't going to hit anything with it and now that we talk about it it kind of makes me think you know that as you mentioned like monotone delivery what that probably really amounts to is just like feeling out what the expected range of the mic is and like you end up just giving this very staid not energetic performance because you're just uh, yeah, almost you're not, humming with it <laughs> you're not even worried about following the the sound of it so much as you're chasing the bar and you're kind of yeah you're you're yeah, like humming up and humming down almost mm-hmm. is what you're doing when you don't know the lyrics that's when you just kind of like move your voice up and down yeah just try and find your place like uh yeah it, it Really, you you got to be, and of course, you got to be monotone if you have to freaking sing e four songs. Yeah, <laughs> in a row. Though, though, Simbu, you you, you got to give credit to me, but I have to give give credit to you because we both did the endless setless vocals on the hardest setting expert. We did it separately, but we both did it, and you're both crazy. Well, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, we, we would. Uh, I believe we made a a, a, uh, a Saturday of it every yeah, time. Yeah. So so we're gonna have to have a, a a brief respite from our general discussion to just to talk about our uh, endless setless uh, cavalcade here. Simba, what do you think? <laughs> so. I was chasing the, the it, it, this is in like the top 10 or even like top five of the hardest uh, trophies and achievements that you can get in gaming period. And it's in rock band two, And it's, it's the platinum trophy. And the only way you can get the platinum is if you do the endless set list on medium and harder, and you don't stop. If you fail once you lose it, you, you lose the opportunity to get the trophy. If you pause it, you lose it. You 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 don't get that opportunity. So I remember it was me. It was me on I think hard guitar because I could not do medium. I'd be bored out of my mind. And I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, Simbu, I think we threw you on. No, you were on hard with me. You were on hard vocals because again you had this. It was kind of the same thing. That's like yeah, vocals is like the easy. It, it's the easiest instrument for you because you're the most skilled with it performance wise and just modulation wise. So you did it hard with me and we had another person do drums just again to help back each other up in the event. Like, like if I cratered on um, that third to last song that I was mentioning, I, I, I of course cheated. I looked online and it's called Ab, uh, visions by abnormality and it's awful. Um, if, if I cratered on that, then Simbu could back me up because you can save one another at least twice if you run out of energy. Um, oh my god, yeah, 
by the oh use of uh by use of star power and I, I will say that the one the probably the best thing about me at doing the vocals for that was I always had star power. Yes. Yes, you definitely had enough energy. And we dude, we we freaking needed it in that last stretch because after Visions was Dream uh Dream Theater's Panic or Panic Attack and then of course like and you said Painkiller. Painkiller, the last song of one of one of the hardest in the game. Holy crap. Yeah. God. Uh that was not fun on vocals. I it, it it's the equivalent, uh, for those of you who have not heard that song before, it is the equivalent of singing Rush fast. Oh, Rush, Storm, that's your favorite band. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I love Dream Theater, and they were influenced by Rush. Rush is a great band. It is Geddy Lee's voice that I'm not a fan of, and I, I, they're all great musicians, and I respect them for their arts but I can't listen a whole lot because yeah. Some, there sometimes there's just a voice sometimes that just you, you can't do. Yes. And unfortunately his voice is one of them for me and I respect the guy and think they're great, but yeah. 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 Thankfully Simbu's voice is not the, that for me. I, I can, <laughs> I, I, I was able to, to handle six <laughs> hours of Simbu singing without any issue. Then they goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness he could handle the clickety clacking of the freaking guitar from me and the <laughs> clamping on the drums from our friend that played with us, man. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned it just kind of laying out the endless set list thing, which I wasn't familiar with and think that not being able to pause thing is sadistic by the way, <laughs> but, um, well, you uh, can, you can pause. The problem is, is that Inferno Fox is sadistic and wanted that stupid trophy. Yes, for... to get the tr to get the trophy. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, all right. But, but yeah, yeah if playing... that's not part of the mode, now I understand. But uh, but yeah. I, that was a, a side note. But I I wanted to mention what you brought up with saving each other because I think like that whole like mechanic is like a huge part. I think of what made those games like yes. so popular as like a group activity, and it's like and it made it like and it's great. It's a great design too because it makes it like a way to make it even friendlier for like people that aren't as experienced to come in and play with people that are more experienced. You can kind of make sure you save the, the bad guy and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's like a really good group dynamic thing. It's like only give the players positive ways to interact with each other kind of thing. Yeah, because well, you're really again that that's no different than when you're performing live. Um, again, I could, you know, I don't know how many people have experienced a live performance here, but I, I can speak highly to that, you know, um, in, in a live performance, you know, if I were to be suffering with my, my performance, I have co-stars that will recognize it and come in and, you know, quote unquote, bail me out, or they will be suffering and I can come in and bail them out or, you know, times when you go to a concert and you see like the bassist kind of like slapping the bass slapping the bass and then something he looks kind of awkward but then you see the guitarist come out and just rip a rip a, a you know a big fat shred and all of a sudden guess what your attention now goes to the guitar player you're not worried about what the bassist is doing anymore yeah it's it's a great translation like it feels perfect in the game because like you can see and feel like how that would work yeah it's it's, it's a really smart move by them 
Yeah, and uh, out of all of us too, Storm has a tremendous amount of experience watching a lot of live music. Um, mm-hmm. Storm, a lot of what Simbu is saying resonates in live performances that that you've seen too, right? Absolutely. Um, there was a time that I did live concert photography for uh, bands in Milwaukee before COVID and. Oh, after that and some other issues, why I stopped, and that's another topic for another day. But um, yeah, there's um, I definitely have seen like broken guitar strings on, you know, it just happens. The string comes loose, and you have your other bandmates to take up for you. Or if the vocalist, like if it's downtime in between songs, and you have to change you know, your string, your vocalist will take over and should take over and get the crowd, whatever, joke around and stuff. I've seen that um, as well. So, you know, the it definitely did give that energy to the bands, you know, your players, that you take care of one another because bands do, if they are working together properly, they will take care of one another and won't mm-hmm. let their performance fail because, you know, for bigger Technical bands difficulty exactly even for bigger bands like i've not seen any with avatar avatar the band from sweet metal band from sweden have got to be the tightest and best live band that i've seen um i've never seen them have issues where they have to swap out so i don't know if it's just their performance whatever i have seen it with slipknot but they're those guys maybe they had the best roadies yeah yeah well it happens when you you know your the amount of people you have working with you is smaller yeah you can control some of that but i have seen quite a bit like even with bigger bands it does happen so like those big like slipknot or uh stone sour you know shit hat stuff happens (laughs) and you have to they just go with the flow so it was nice to see that in rock band that you can pick each other up because I don't play myself playing the video game and playing with other people. There were some songs like I might've played with Glenn (laughs) and he would have (laughs) to rescue me because trying to play at Glenn level, which is another whole other thing in of itself. But it was nice also that in rock band, you could set your own level. So if he wanted to play at expert, I could play at medium. I think it was rock, eventually rock band or one of the guitar heroes that let you select your own. As, yeah. And it's yeah. interesting too, the, the, the difficulty aspect of it, when you are on expert, the highest level, you doing the guitar, for example, you are playing every single one of the notes that's in the guitar as it translates to the five buttons, of course. And then um, with... Sorry, I, I got to interrupt it there. Uh, I have uh, friends who he uh, actually used to be in a, band, a drummer for a band. And from what he was telling me, he's talked to other people who are musicians, uh, instrument players and things like that. He says that the expert mode is not real. That's not the actual song itself. Um, he says that hard on, I think, 120 per second. Um speed i believe it is is the actual true like translation for the five buttons hmm, that yeah i've never heard that interesting um the only reason i i say that is a lot of the 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 
when the music is transposed, uh, from what, what I remember reading from harmonics, when the music is transposed, they use software that pulls the, the notes and then assigns the notes into the five, where it would appear in the five buttons, if it's a guitar, the four uh, pads, if it's a drum. And then if you have the accessory, because there's an accessory to add the cymbals, uh, I, I think it was Rock Band 2 and up. The, the they can add the symbol part and then you of course have the the foot stomp um from there hard they remove some notes medium they it, it's usually like half the notes that they end up removing and or they more so just like have you help to keep helps you to keep the beat but that's interesting symbol i'll have to look at look into that i actually do want to look into that from my source was uh, something I read from Harmonics when they detailed the D, the the DLC process, but I, I'll I'll definitely have to look into that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, I encountered the same description somewhere too, and I mean it's it could be that you know both things are true. It might be their software pulls in this way and it records it this way, but then a real musician looks at that and says, "Well, this is what I would say would be a more accurate thing where you actually play it versus how the software happens to pick it up or something like that." Yeah, right. and, like, and of course, it could be, you know, downbeats versus, you know, um, how it translates visually in the game. Um, yeah, I, I read something actually about the newer, like I was trying to see uh, like what the most recent one of the ga these games that actually came out was, because it's really interesting how this was such a like uh, spiky popularity fad for like a few years on and off. Um, but uh, I saw some reference to like, plans to make a controller where a guitar controller where there were three buttons but each button had like an up and down position so there were like more combinations actually possible and somehow using that i'm not sure how that would map to what that means when you're playing it like i don't know <laughs> but uh i saw that seem interesting because i was just wondering what the thought process yeah, was there. yeah I, I i would say at that point you would get the what the rock band four pro guitar which had the entire fretboard yeah because uh, they, they introduced that with with guitar hero 3 i believe it, it, they, it was the pro guitar where you each had six of the strings and then buttons to match every single one of where you would fret and it's it's a cool concept honestly to be able to learn the song but then it's like at that point uh, it, that's where other kind of the the next progression or the next evolution of this would be something like rocksmith where yes. Uh, you then have the game itself actually teaching you, but the what, one of the things, so after my time with Rock Band, I, of course, um, learned, learned how to play the guitar. I took lessons and everything like that. And obviously, obviously, the playing the guitar absolutely does not translate to a real guitar. There is no comparison. There's no translation. It doesn't, it doesn't match. At, at very best, at very best, maybe you, it helps you to maintain or gain rhythm. For me, it, it, it did help with the strumming aspect, but that didn't matter at all because I'm left-handed. So I, I play real guitar with my left hand, but rock band, I use my right hand and I play guitar with uh, rock band guitar with my right hand. So it, it, for me, it, it really didn't translate at all. So it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, the drums, I would think the drums are probably the most direct, easy to translate. There's just a bit like, obviously, there's all, you know, I'm not at all 
you know, degrading drumming as an instrument. I don't think as an instrument, it's at all any simpler than anything else. But I think in terms of like translating to a simple kind of like video game style, exactly what's going on, it's probably a bit easier to make that match reality, I would guess. Um, one of our buddies, um, Nick, he actually played drums for like the longest time. And he had said that uh, it, it's rock band itself is good for being able to have the beat and, and keep the beat and everything like that. But th- you, you would need to practice because he used to tell us stories about how he practiced for hours on end, just sitting there and keeping the beat and how of, obviously that's going to be the most important concept. And if rock band can help instill that, then maybe, yeah, there, there's some translation that could be possible, especially when you add the, the symbol accessory to uh, your, your overall play. And I think, you know, uh, Jay Miles mentioned earlier how the drums are actually hard. And I agree to play like in terms of doing well easily to just pick them up. And I think part of that is like it takes a bit more muscle memory to be doing the right stuff and hitting the right things compared to like your fingers literally on buttons on a controller that you're already familiar with or you, you know, knowing how to talk or sing as a real person that does things in the world. So like, it's definitely a bigger bridge, I think. I think my understanding too, with drumming, um, my brother growing up, he had a drum set in his bedroom and our rooms were right next to each other so my room was shaking all the pictures would fall off my walls but my understanding too when you're using your arms to being the sticks you also have to move your legs in a different rhythm too you got got the kick pedal right i can understand yeah the pedal I, I think we are losing or we might lose. Jamie, Al, is you with us? Yes. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. There we go. Yeah, but that's pretty much what you know, I just wanted to say. Gotcha. No, no, no worries. But that that that's good. To, good info. Good to kind of keep in mind. And um, I, I, for me, too, like I, besides the keyboard, I, I, and honestly, I really didn't invest a lot of time in the keyboard because by the time Rock Band 3 came out, uh, I, I played it a little bit, but I had other events in my life that were kind of capturing my attention. So I kind of ended up diverting away from it a little bit. And then we also started getting into the 360s uh, connect and uh, doing like a little bit of that dance central, but that, that dance central and all that, that's, that's a whole nother. There, there were newer peripheral fads yes. to be chasing. Exactly. <laughs> Other peripherals. Let's, let's stick with our, our rock band slash guitar hero discussion. I um, love dance central. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you about Robert, who's the deaf actor who stayed with us at Carbondale, who uh, beat our score on dance central on a couple of songs. So that was fun. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hot calling the kettle black, my fellow nerd. What's what's the last uh, rock band or guitar hero everyone actually played? Ooh, Sounds like a- it was maybe rock band three for I you, think- Inferno Fox. I think rock band three as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know they made a fourth one, but I never played that. And that was uh, it, right? My last. Yeah, That's it, okay. Rock Band Four was the last. Um, whichever one had Duhast. Oh, that, that was the last one. one I played. Okay, yeah, Duhast was in the third one. 
I think rock, I think I played rock band two, like maybe once or twice when some friends of mine had gotten it. Uh, and yeah, like for me, it, my interest passed a bit quicker than the overall fads interest did, but it's uh, what I was sort of curious about asking is the last, uh, the last game made was what they made a rock band for, right? And then right. there was like a guitar hero world tour or something. Was that the one that did the live footage thing that came out or did that ever actually get released? <laughs> I think so. I think that, I think that was it. Yeah. Let me, yeah. The, that, that Our, like the whole oh, live uh, footage. Yeah, looks like ahead. it's literally called. No, that's not right. I was going to say guitar hero live, but that can't it be it. I think that is it actually guitar okay. hero live. I forgot I had a yes. list of the games in the series here for reference. Yeah. Yeah. Live was the final guitar hero. And, and kind of when we're uh, sorry, Estromedes, was I, uh, am I derailing you on your conversation? I don't want to. Nope. I was sort of just curious where everyone ended in terms of the overall, when was the last game made versus when we feel like people mostly stopped playing them. Because I want to kind of talk about the end and, and how this overall series had ended it. And Astromedia's is right. It's kind of one of those things where it, it really petered out and the whole popularity moved on as other peripherals and other gimmicks came in and came up. It, my opinion on this and this, and this is my opinion, just based on everything I've read, is that the, the market for these just got way oversaturated. You had Guitar Hero games coming out every single year. Uh, and then you had variations like Lego Bat, Lego Batman, Lego Rock Band. Uh, you had Green Day Rock Band. You had Beatles Rock Band, and then you had all the variations. I think there was Aerosmith, a band Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. So like yeah. all of these additional variations, plus the the packs that that they've released, like the Country DLC pack. Yeah, like the series packs and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I felt like the just the high level of oversaturation is what killed it. What do you guys think? Well, I don't see. I don't quite. I, I don't think that the overall saturation of it killed it. It was more the fact that I could not put in like Guitar Hero World Tour and play Metallica or play Aerosmith. I had to use those game discs. Now, if it would have been something like, hey you know, uh, similar to what Halo 2 did with the, the multiplayer map pack DLC, where they gave you a disc, you downloaded the, di the information to your, you know, your system, and then you could play it from Halo 2. By using uh, it should, Halo it should be noted that Rock Band, you could do that. You can. I was actually just going to say that too. Because yeah. Rock Band 2, you can upload all of one. Uh, three, you upload one and two. And then you had Lego mm -hmm. Rock Band, you can upload it into Rock Band 1, 2, and 3. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything everything Rock Band-wise, except Beatles. Beatles was the only one that only worked on Beatles. But Symbol, you, you do bring up a, an excellent point because... I. I don't have as much experience with the Guitar Hero be it three and beyond the one, especially the ones where they added in the instruments on the Hero series. But I believe you're right, where the expansion packs only worked on those for Guitar Hero, right? Yeah, um, like I said, if I wanted to play Guitar Hero Metallica, I had to put in the Guitar Hero Metallica disc. If I wanted to swap over to Aerosmith, I had to put in the Aerosmith disc. Um, and of course, you know, obviously. They had like Rock Band. They had the, the DLC packs you could buy from the the you know the store, the online stores and stuff like that. But the thing that they failed to do with Guitar Hero 
which was again like that was the fact that you had to consistently change discs to play the different games instead of like rock band where all right you have you're in rock band two guess what put in your rock band one and you know upload you know uh you know stagger load your rock band one tracks to rock band two um and i think that speaks to and i hate to say it but i really don't because i don't like the company it speaks to the predatory nature of activision activision took over the guitar hero series after guitar hero 2 where harmonics themselves who made guitar hero one and two and then the rock band series harmonics was was obviously all companies are in it to make money but they wanted to have more accessibility and ease of use for the the end user which is why they did what they did but activision they were they were in it just to sell copies and if they flooded the market with as many different versions of guitar hero they're, they're going to do it to, tr- to try and make a buck yeah, and I mean, I, I think that's the basic, you know, aside from, you know, it being just an Activision thing, that's like the fundamental difference with like where the people who actually designed and kind of made the thing are the ones who are mostly driving like the direction of how the thing works, general decisions made that are going to impact uh, income from the product and all that stuff versus design by committee and greedy executives in a much larger organization, which is inevitably how all design happens. Uh, speaking from software development experience, uh, you know, it's like that's, you're going to get those two results. Guitar Hero always has the like, simpler and give me more money answer and then rock band though it is interesting to note like rock band when it first came out was more expensive but i think that's part of uh that was the gamble they had to play as a company they knew they needed to make a certain amount of money back in order to keep going with all the kind of time and money investment they've already done to kind of get that rolling after the guitar hero license wasn't theirs anymore and try to recoup some of the costs for the exactly manufacturing with the drums too even like yeah it's a huge undertaking I, they did with all i hate to say I, I i hate to say it but a rock band one's setless even you've got costs to recoup for licensing and everything but right. that setless was fire it was fantastic like oh yeah yeah. I, uh, that was the first rock band game that i had played and it was uh simba that was over at, at our buddy bill's house and I remember playing that, and I'm like, "This is, uh, this is." It, I, I haven't played guitar like a guitar game in a while. And Bill's like, "Oh yeah, this is for my nieces and nephews. It's really dumb." And I'm like, "Really? Because this is pretty cool. This is fun." He's like, "Oh yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it?" <laughs> well, and yeah, of course. And that that's again that that was the ambitiousness of Rock Band right there uh, of Harmonics because after this, you know the. The, the fair success of Guitar Heroes 1 and 2, um, I believe 2 was the more successful for them because obviously Guitar Hero 1, nobody really knows what's going on. Then everyone kind of starts playing from their buddies in similar, you know, similar fashion. Of course, Guitar Hero 2 becomes the, the more popular uh, product because, well, that's when everyone starts buying it because they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Um, and of course, with games at the time, I believe they were fifty dollars a piece that for the games weird. themselves. But then you also got to think, well, it's Guitar Hero. I gotta buy the instrument as well. I need at least one instrument to play, you know. So you're looking at another forty, fifty dollars on top of the cost of purchasing the game itself to start up to start playing, and then of course another fifty. 40 to $50 to buy a second controller 
so you can play with a friend. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think circling back to kind of the, the end of these games, I think that was part of the thing, too. It's like I literally remember talking to people being just like, you know, I it's such a pain in the butt to store these things. It's like I've had to redesign yeah. my basement or whatever, like just to keep these things somewhere. And like, it's true. So as soon as that becomes less appealing, it's like this is taking a part of my house, you know, and which is sort of some of my problem with VR too, which is obviously a separate conversation, but uh, <laughs> it's yeah. rough when you have to like, not only is there like the cost investment, which makes it automatically prohibitive to people that don't have as much money. Like there's a lot of people that have consoles, but don't have the money to like dump a hundred plus bucks to get up and running with some new game just to be able to play it with their buddies, you know? And then there's also just the na- fact of now you have this, hardware that you have to deal with and store and all that yeah and well, hard, oh sorry simple go ahead oh i was just gonna say to piggyback off of astromedes there uh not only to store it but to just play the game alone because then yeah. you gotta pull everything out and get it plugged yeah in. yeah and did you make sure to put in the right plug because maybe it was the one for the drums it's like worse than <laughs> setting up a board game which one well, which is a video was, game supposed to be easy. base one Right. And instead of having four, you know, knuckleheads just sitting on a couch next to each other, you know, uh, now you've got to have four knuckleheads, one sitting down playing, two stand and three, you know, generally standing up and you can't, you got to have enough space for one for mm-hmm. all the, the area of effect, but you also got to have space so everybody can see the TV. Not only that, but you also got to have a TV big enough so everybody can actually see the TV. I was going to bring up the exact same point on that same (laughs) note of like, you know, the just thinking from a, uh, you know, accessibility in terms of financial viability perspective, like all those things. The the poor person sitting is, has to deal with the other three people farting by him. And that's, that's, (laughs) that's the worst. (laughs) And at least if you're all just sitting on the couch, you know, you're all suffering together. Exactly. <laughs> so one of the things regarding costs and that being a, a barrier, my, my time playing Rock Band 1 was great, but oftentimes the same songs re- would repeat over and over again. The cost prohibit- prohibitiveness gets really into play once you factor DLC into the mix and downloading all the music and everything like that. And that's great for Rock Band because you, once you download a song, it's available on all the Rock Band games except Beatles Rock Band. But the, the problem is, two bucks a song um my dumb butt i ended up downloading roughly two to three hundred songs ourselves you know take with it that what you will but the 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 idea that guitar hero maybe and i don't know whether or not dlc for that worked for all of those entries or not or just if that was prohibitive just for like world tour for example you download dlc for that if that just worked with that or any other i'm i i can pretty confidently say i don't i'm not i i don't have experience with it but i can pretty confidently say based on the track record of the game that it was specific to world tour so at least that it would be specific to metallica but be specific to aerosmith three two and keep in in mind of course that uh you download it all for the ps3 for example you can't play it on the 360 and, and obviously vice versa and then Let's throw the Wii in here in the mix because this was all during the, the Wii era. And obviously that was the weakest system of them all, but they did Guitar Hero and Rock Band games for the Wii. And they worked fine, but a lot of that functionality that I just mentioned about like Rock Band 2, 
uh, have Rock Band track list go into Rock Band 2 and similar from 2 to 3 just didn't work. It was just whatever game that you were you played and you plugged in plus any of the DLC that, that you played and downloaded. But because your grandma had a Wii, you could at least <laughs> play guitar and drums with your grandma. So, that you know, there's that. But I, I just looked it up out of curiosity. Guitar Hero 5 is the first one that lets you put in the previous Guitar Hero game disc world tour, I think, and like port over all, all but six of the songs, I think it says from that one. So took until Guitar Hero 5 after however many rock band games had already come out for them to finally well, and- make, make a half butt effort towards uh, <laughs> doing that. Well, and what's really funny is Guitar Hero 5 isn't even the five en- fifth entry in the system. It's closer to like the, the eighth or ninth. Yeah, after all the weird, like, you know, when you country fa- like and when you this factor, and that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, except when you factor Aerosmith and Metallica and things like that. Um, one of the things I kind of want to end the conversation on is the bands and artists themselves, which, of course, you really had a, a diverse and wide selection. Uh, Simbu did a great job of mentioning some of the specific uh, units themselves that were dedicated such as Aerosmith and Metallica. One of the things that I noticed was there are bands like Led Zeppelin that purposely, not only did they make sure not to uh, write out their music to these type of games, but verbally spoke against them, saying that they lacked that sort of creativity and lacked that sort of uh, connectivity to the music itself. I I don't want to make a statement or or go down that hole, uh, but... What, what are your guys' thoughts about like big name bands themselves that purposely took the time to avoid the, these kind of games? I think it is a mistake and a misunderstanding of what is being done with the you know yes. the technology and what's involved with the game. I, I will like, agree. If like if those same bands and I guarantee they have have given their money to Apple and whatever. Apple probably has more control to do something they wouldn't expect with their content or in any way, shape or form that would matter to them than sticking it in a game that's going to literally no one's going to have access to it's, you know, on a console, whatever basically means after a certain amount of years, no one will have access to the technology anymore in any meaningful way. So what's your concern about your content being on there? Well, I guess if we want to, you know, I guess I'll play devil's advocate on this one. Um, And and this is, uh, again, speaking from performance background, as well as, you know, uh, heavy with vocals. I mean, I could list my vocal credentials, but nobody wants to hear that. Um, The thing is, is like, again, it, it comes down to the, how the game plays, how it performs. And for case in point with, David Draymond's, you know, famous growl, growl voice, you know, if you can't, you know, if I hear that from when I'm playing, the if I'm playing the guitar and I'm listening to the vocal track being played in the background of, you know, of the TV screen, I'm hearing the song as it's being, as it's being sung. When I go to do it, I can't do it. The game, what the game is limited in that sense. Um, so, and and not to mention, um, 
something we all probably know with drums and and uh especially with drums and guitar and uh, keyboard inferno fox i'm sure you probably could attest to this i'm not very versed in that one but every time you miss your part stops completely until you hit that next note so if you miss a a long hold guess what there's a whole part of that song that's just you know crucial to the 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 performance and the overall uh piece to the song itself that's that that's that's a fair point definitely that makes perfect sense i wasn't really considering it from that perspective but yeah it's it's uh it changes the presentation of you know the artist creation so i i could totally get that i was thinking from of it more from just a kind of like cold your stuff's exposure to people level like why would you not want that to happen the inclusion right. but that makes perfect sense just it, like it, it, you'd it, want it, approval over a commercial that it, your it depends on was going to get played in your purpose as a musician if you're like blink 182 and you're there to sell albums and make money that's what you're going to do yep. but if you're an artist and and you want to make music to make music and you just want your music as a form itself and just in that form then yeah, that 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 does make that absolutely makes sense, and it is a great point conceptually. Right, and of course, Astromedes uh, and Storm. I'm I'm not you know arguing against you. I oh, fully agree that no. you know, exposure you know to again like Inferno Fox pointed out with Metallica exposure to Metallica thanks to uh, Stranger Things. Um, you know, and of course, there's uh, I'm sure that you know like uh, for example, exposure to Disturbed by the movie Dawn of the Dead with David Draymond singing that good old get up, come on, get down with the sickness. And, you know, the old, you know, big band style down with the sickness was great. Um, but again, at the same time, you know, I, I do have to, you know, agree with, you know, art music artists. And if they feel that rock band or guitar hero is not really what they want their music to be portrayed in, I mean, creative rights, creative, you know, I'm a firm believer in if you create it, the rights are yours. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, like, and, you know, of course, you know, they're, they should get paid regardless, whatever. But yeah, it's a good discussion about something I wasn't immediately considering like that. That would be the concern is the the presentation control. I, a lot of them, I think it comes down to money. Honestly, I don't for the bigger bands the artistry is lost somewhere that is just my opinion and when it comes into um well there's some maybe zeppelin having some control over it but i doubt it uh like prince didn't have his catalog available on anything and only until after he was dead did it become fully available on any digital platform so there's also the record labels that get involved in it, whether or not they will license to whoever is putting out the music or yep. putting out the product. So you could have big names that want to be on these because it all comes down to exposure. Because if you constantly hear that song on Rock Band, aren't you going to want to go out and buy it? It happened to me with Seven Dust. There was one Seven Dust song that we kept playing. Welcome to your, was it Welcome to Your Nightmare? No, there was another no, one. No, that is Event Sevenfold. Yes, thank you. Seven dozen <laughs> fold. That is yeah. A7X. <laughs> yeah. Um, because of them, because 
was a rock band that went out and got that song. I was thinking Seven Dust. Why am I thinking of Seven Dust? It actually, it's like a good opportunity for bands to have like their music exposed and like other people to discover them too. Yep. Yep. And I think though, it just a lot more has to do with record labels having their hands in the pot because unfortunately artists once their music is recorded until they've been in the business for years and years or unless they have proper attorneys to make sure their contracts are okay they don't really own their music which is bs and it's it that whole industry is shady as crap so um like remember queen of the damned i it's not a great movie but i love that movie um the movie versions, you will hear Jonathan Davis singing in the recorded versions. They are all artists that were available and universal because he belonged to another label at the time and they would not let him appear on those songs on the soundtrack. But you can hear him in the movie, which is stupid. So I think that has a big thing to do with it. And, yeah, you know, of maybe- course. Yep. That's going to be involved. Any discussion about money, the record labels or music money. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, they're um, they're horrible. If I remember correctly, I do believe the refugee makes an appearance on one of the guitar heroes. Yes, that's a good question, Led Zeppelin. Led obviously I, Led Zeppelin, right? Yep. Yeah, like I said I do believe it appeared in one of the guitar heroes. Uh, there's prayer of the refugee. Rise Against, that was in Guitar Hero 3. But yeah, I, I don't see anything that says, uh, yeah, Prayer of the Refugee is the name, that's by Rise Against. So I, either way, it's it, it's really, really interesting. Um, one last topic before we call it. Favorite moment with Rock Band. I'm going to share mine a little later, a little bit later, but I just want oh, to get, get your your guys' favorite moments in rock band. Uh, Jamie Elms, I, I know you haven't played too much with with us, but do you have a favorite moment with rock band or, or Guitar Hero? Um, honestly, just with rock band, my favorite memory or moment with it is just getting to play with a whole bunch of people, which was a lot of fun and. Also, too, going down what we talked about with discovering, you know, bands I never heard of before. If it comes down to like one song or two, that really makes me want to look them look them up and listen more of their music. So that's probably one of my favorite moments with that. Very cool. Astromedes, how about you? Do you have a favorite moment with the rock band or guitar hero series? Uh, I mean, say the two things that immediately come to mind is um I I always kind of like Queens of Stone Age singles, but it wasn't until playing Guitar Hero 3 a lot and playing the like uh, threes and sevens song that I kind of got way more interested in like their sort of back catalog and sort of deeper cuts and bought all their albums and all that stuff. And then so that that kind of like music exposure was like very memorable. Like I just remember when I started really liking that song. And then the other thing I'd say is I do kind of remember enjoying doing really bad david bowie rendition playing rock band <laughs> with people <laughs> pretty sure there was alcohol involved also 
I would put money on it. <laughs> oh man, it, it's sometimes the, the latency on on these games would be tough with flat screen TVs. I, I know we didn't touch on that, but when you threw alcohol in the mix in that, <laughs> oh man, got to one two whoa. <laughs> Storm, how about you? Favorite rock band guitar hero moment? Probably watching you honestly play one of those songs on Expert. <laughs> Because, you know, Inferno Fox, I, I don't want to, to like give you a big head or ego or blow smoke up your butt, but Too you're, <laughs> yeah, I know, fantastic at these games. So just watching you and just like watching the song go by, I, it, yeah, probably one of my favorites. And hearing your, uh, my husband do one of those songs, uh, he sang. So that was fun. And I don't remember which one it was because that was forever ago now, but <laughs> hearing him sing, that was fun. That, so. that, that is quite memorable. <laughs> yes. Uh, Simbu, how about you? Favorite rock band or guitar hero moment? Um, I will honestly say the first time doing Down With The Sickness, the reaction on some of the people at the party that night when I filled in all the missing parts from like that two minute interlude. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> the, the, the jaw drop of the, I won't do it here. If you look up the unedited version of down with the sickness, if you want to hear it uh, and you can do that on your own, but yeah, the, the jaw drops, especially from me at the time. <laughs> oh man it, it's, it was such a fun series and there's i know there's been uh there's always been talk about bringing rock band or whatnot back but they they have so many like little logistics like the space is, issue uh Astrobees, you did a really good job of summarizing and maybe they could figure out something with the songs and make that a little more easier or, or approachable but i don't know Anyway, I, I just want to say thank you again to everybody for joining. This was a, a ton of fun. Uh, your favorite moment? Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I just want to say, <laughs> oh, thank, <wait. laughs> to, to say thank you again to everybody for, for joining us. I just want to say a, a quick heads up uh, for a video coming this Saturday. Um, I have a video running again through one of my uh, most underappreciated games. Uh, this one in particular is Castlevania 2 belmont's revenge on the game boy nice short but to the point video going over a really good title i really didn't discover until a couple years ago but uh was really surprised at how how well that that game is and how 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 good it was um again thank you again to the cast for for joining us simbu Darkfang, thank you so much he is of course our our level five grandpa and a main actor for Basement of the Dead in Aurora, Illinois. Again, Basement of the Dead in Aurora, Illinois. Thank you so much, Simbu. Always a pleasure. And of course, we also have my partner in crime, Jamie Owls. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Astromedes, he is the uh, one of the developers and co-owners of Second Place Games. Astromedes, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me a place to rant and guess about things that other people don't want to hear me talk about. But isn't that what podcasts are for? Although <laughs> that's more of a, maybe that's a political thing. I don't know. And last and certainly not least, Storm Rose Sky. You can find her at her Twitch and YouTube channels of Storm Rose Sky. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. And you know what? If any of you want to check out Rocksmith on Twitch, there is a person that I follow that um, plays uh, the game. So it's pretty, pretty cool. He is Roop. If you want the information, just get a hold of me anyway. It's Thank been you. great to be here. Thank you so much. And that'll go ahead and wrap us up. We'll see everybody again next week, next week, Tuesday.